Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Last Word. I am your host, Keon Kendrick. I got my co-host today here with me, audio style, Reese. My guy, how are you doing? Doing good, you know, just chilling. I definitely feel that, man. So the Boston Celtics faced off against the Miami Heat tonight. Uh, What a phenomenal game. The Boston Celtics ended up walking away being victorious. Uh, 117 to 106. It was a very interesting game, uh, to say the least. Jason Tatum, I mean, he was in there for a vast majority of the game. I think he was in there for like uh, 41 minutes, put up 25 points. Uh, I think that this was a very interesting, like a shift in between the two teams because for a lot, for a good part of this, most people were thinking, oh, coming into this game, Miami Heat, they were going to come in, they're going to take it over, which I, I felt that was going to be a possibility. Um, my mindset coming into this game was is if Miami comes in and wins and closes out on this game, it's going to be definitely hard for Boston to pull out a win. What What is your major takeaways when you think about your Miami Heat, man? Because I know you're a Heat fan. What do you think – how do you think game four is going to go? I mean, I think we're still going to win game four. I, I, I'm not surprised by this outcome at all. I didn't think – I didn't. nobody thought it was going to be a sweep. Uh, so, I didn't expect them to win this game. I thought Boston was going to do what they came to do, which is win and not get swept. Uh, I still got – they have the Celtics in uh, seven before the series started, but now I got, I got Miami in six. Uh, so I think um, either way it goes, I, don't, I really can't tell from right now how uh, game four is going to go. Uh, either way, if it's 2-2 two, two or 3-1, uh, I stick out my enemy in six. I definitely think it was a very interesting run. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I mean, he was in there for more than half the game, 70 or 70, 37 minutes. Walked away with 17 points, though. He went 6 for 13 from the range. I think I think game four is going to be really – that's going to determine a lot, right? Because Boston can really come in and play off of the energy that they got going on right now. I mean, the, the starters for Boston really went off. I mean, you have Jason Tatum coming in, yet again, 41 minutes, 25 points. You have Smart, who was in there for about 36 minutes with 20 points. He was really being there and truly doing what he can to assist the team. Then you have Jalen Brown being very active on the defensive side, coming away with seven rebounds and a total of 26 points. He he spent most of the time in the game, honestly, out of everybody, out of all of the starters, he spent 43 minutes on the court. And you could really tell just by the way how this game act, like went along on how active not only he was, but how much his presence truly affected today's game. I think this stretch of games is going to be very interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I I think, I don't know, I, I like Miami to win it all. I'm going to say that. I'm definitely going to start there. But what I will tell you is, is I feel like that the Boston Celtics could really use this win to try to build off of the momentum that they got going. 
being down. I mean, yeah, they, oh. oh, being down two one in a series. Hey, I mean, you imagine being the head coach at that point, or being the coach at that point. You're coming in to the locker room talking to your guys. Hey, guys, we're down two one. We finally got it. We, we got the win out here. We're right back in it. And that's really how I'd look at it. They're really right back in the game, and they have all of the chances really to come in and truly take control of the series. Do I see them winning out? No, I don't. I want to make that clear for you and the listenership. I don't want us to go to game six and or game seven and everybody's like, see, see, no, I'm telling you, I think Miami is going to win the series. I do think that this is going to be very interesting. Uh, Game four or game. Well, that was, yeah, yes, this is going to be game four. So game four is really going to tell us everything. If Miami comes out there and wins game four and they go up 3-1, I mean, I don't want to say that, oh, it's a sheer, they got it in the bag because we've already seen upsets not only in this playoff time frame, but we've seen that before, of course, with, you know, LeBron James going out and coming back from a 3-1 deficit, which I want to use that to perfectly segue into the Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, Charles Barkley, who's one one of my favorite uh, NBA personalities, was seen sweeping after the game. I think it's spring cleaning and wintertime, because I think this is – I'm not going to say it's going to be a sweep. I'm just – Denver might win one game, like one one game max, like max. You have just let's just look back at this, right? Anthony Davis played thirty three minutes, walked away with thirty seven points. LeBron James was in there thirty one minutes, walked away with fifteen points. But you have multiple other players along the bench, along along with Kyle Kuzma. You got JaVale McGee really being present on the defensive side. Plus, one thing I do want to walk I want to take away from this is that Dwight Howard, his defensive style, we saw the early stages. We saw like I, I felt like it was a young Dwight playing yesterday. And I think that really started to that energy started radiating amongst him and not only his other teammates. But you all just started to see everybody come alive. What is your takeaway when it comes to the Denver Nuggets versus the uh, Lakers series? Uh, I'm not like yeah, I'm not surprised by how Game One went. The Lakers what, had almost a week off. The Nuggets had two days off. The game didn't surprise me at all. I knew what was going to happen. I'm not taking too much away from Game One because the Nuggets got blown out in Game One the last two series and look what happened. Uh you can that not you just you but everybody talking about oh look look what everybody did. Well I mean anybody would look good coming off of almost a week's rest. Mm-hmm. I think either seven or so I'm not put too much stock in the game. You're saying I don't see Denver. I see this game going to seven again because Denver ma- Denver matches up really well against the Lakers. They just have to get back in a group. That it it was a it was a fatigue game, if you want to say anything else. They had they they've been in fight mode this whole playoffs. They're tired. You can tell they're tired. They just need 
they need to get in the game against the Lakers, and then I think they take game two whenever they play. Um, but tomorrow, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not putting too much stock into game uh, was it two, and I'm not saying the Lakers are going to sweep because they match up very well against the Lakers that people don't see. Yeah, you got LeBron, but then you got two good guards and uh, Morris and Murray that nobody on the Lakers can stick. Maybe Caruso, maybe, but that's two people that you got to stick. Nobody can stay with Jokic um, because Anthony Davis doesn't want to guard the five. And even though Dwight Howard played good, I, he's still a mismatch against Jokic. I'm, I'm sorry to tell everybody, uh, especially in JaVale McGee. Um, so like I said, I, I, everybody everybody was saying the same thing when the Clippers blew him out in game one. And even though the Clippers were up 3-1, I just, I'm not putting too much stock into this game because they were tired. You could tell they were tired. They ran out of gas in the, with the, before halftime and in, in the third quarter. They just they just didn't want to be there because they just wanted to rest for a game. I mean, a day. So, I think I see this going into seven. I, see, I got the Lakers winning, but I'm not going to be surprised about anything that happens because, like I said, the Nuggets, the Nuggets are the Nuggets. They, they never give up no matter who it is, and they match it very well against the Lakers. I I do think so. I want to I want to go back and say yet again. I don't think it's going to be a sweep at max. I see the Nuggets winning two games, but you know, I and I understand because a lot of people have been saying, especially Jamal Murray, you know, put some respect on his name because a lot of teams have been a lot of media outlets, a lot of sports media outlets have been counting them out. And, you know, and I and I hear him and I understand where he's coming from. It's just that LeBron is just a drastically different animal. Like LeBron is not blowing. He's not blowing a, a, a series lead like I uh-uh, not in a series. So I think if they come if if the Lakers come out firing on all cylinders tomorrow and end up getting the win. Well, if they win tomorrow and Tuesday, I think that's that's really going to be it for the for the series. I yet again, I feel you. They are definitely a tired team because they've been on the road and and for well, not on the road, but they've been fighting back and constantly proving proving the narrative against them wrong. Um, but at max, I see them winning maybe two games. Maybe two games. I mean, yes, you have Nikolai Jokic, who's a phenomenal athlete. His biggest problem I saw was getting in foul trouble early. Yet again, I don't know if that comes down to whether that be a lack of knowledge of being there or him just being tired because having four fouls in the first half is inc- is ridiculous. And the refs did everything they could in the third quarter to not eject him. And he still ended up picking up that next foul. And they did everything they could to not eject him. That's just tiredness if you have four fouls. That's, that's just him being tired, being lazy. Like I said, I don't put too much stock in it. Cause, and that's just... That's just sloppy play from a tired team. I definitely feel you there. Now, coming in 
right? We had the Cincinnati Bengals play the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland won the game 35 to 30. Joe Burrow threw the ball. He had 61 attempts. I just want that number to stick into people's heads. 61 attempts. Ladies and gentlemen, you and your running back are supposed to have 61 attempts. You threw the ball 61 times? Let me let me let me jump in right quick to tell you why they threw the ball 61. And then you had 37 completions out of the 61, which got to say, let me say this. You throw the ball 61 times and have tw- or have 37 completions. That's phenomenal. I'm just, how can you lift your arm? Like, that is insanity. But go ahead. Okay, the reason, because the O-line is just that god-awful. Like you would say, let's try to run the ball some more. The O-line is so terrible, they can't throw the ball. I mean, they can't run the ball. So they have to give the O-line some time by fading Joe. Even though Joe Burrow is a rookie and he needs he needs to protect his body, but you they're just in a dilemma. Either run the ball and get nowhere or put it in Joe Burrow's hands and let him because they they I mean they give it to um Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon. They they gotta like extended sweeps and stuff like that. That's how they get them the ball because their O line is just that bad. So I get what I get. Yeah, he had a good game, but sixty-one passes is a lot of passes, especially for an NFL quarterback. But their O line is just that bad, and Joe Burrow took a lot of hits too. I, yeah, I and had, it's it was it was crazy to witness, and I I want to put this into perspective. Like I said, sixty-one attempts. I, like I said earlier, that is the amount that you're supposed to have if you have a running. It, that's supposed to be the amount of attempts between you and your running back, and that includes your running back's carries, right? So Joe Burrow had 61 attempts. Baker Mayfield, he had 23 attempts with 16 completions. So let's focus on the attempts, which is 23. We'll go to the running backs, right? We're going to add their attempts we're going to add their carries with Baker Mayfield's attempts. So we're at 23. Nick Chubb, 22 carries. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 10 carries. And Baker Mayfield had, of course, three, three carries. So 35 as a team. They had 35 total carries. Add that 35 to Baker Mayfield's 23. That's 58 total, we'll say, attempts and carries, right? To Joe Burrow, 61. And then for him, that's not even what – the 60 attempts is is really a stat within itself. But for you to say that you you threw the ball 61 times – you threw no interceptions and three touchdowns. That's a hell of a game for a quarterback. I don't care if you win or lose it. You can walk Especially away from a that quarterback. A rookie quarterback. You can walk away from this saying, hey, 
I did every I did, I did you did what you could, man. And that's that's the most important thing. Yeah, Joe Mixon getting into the game, uh 16 carries for 46 yards. Uh he was averaging roughly 3 yards per carry. Nick Chubb with the Cleveland Browns. I got to tell you, this is a phenomenal running back coming out of the University of Georgia. Shout out Georgia Bulldogs. Um Kareem Hunt Came in as well, 10 carries, 86 yards, a total of – or really averaging out to 8.6 yards a carry. This game was very interesting to say the least. I am – I'm going to tell you this, man. Cincinnati, get Joe Burrow some offensive line help. Sky's the limit with this team. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, let's jump into it, man. Let's jump all the way into it. Uh, so of course, with the season being among us, starting roughly, and well, I'll say about thirteen hours. Game's gonna be on in the next thirteen hours. What games would you say that you are extremely looking forward to? I know one is. Uh, Seattle versus um, New England. I just want to see how Cam does against that defense. I'm going to look at the schedule. Okay. ESPN is not working with me. Oh, no, I got, go. I got it pulled up. All right. So I got – I'll say the Cowboys and Falcons. That's another one that's intriguing. Rams, Eagles, because I just want to see how the Eagles bounce back. Uh, or if they bounce yeah. back, I think I think they will. But there's no there's really no games that are just interesting. Like, that is, I'm just looking at that. I just want to watch. Uh, I mean, maybe Monday night too. With how I want to see how the Saints do without uh, Michael Thomas, but. Other than that. Oh, possible bad news for fantasy football fans. Yeah, nah, he's what I mean he's questionable. He said he, he practiced and felt good, but so maybe I and I wanna see I wanna see how Tom Brady does uh in Tampa Bay. I what I mean like not in Tampa Bay, but uh when the the Buccaneers are home. That's what I mean. Like I said, it's only like three or four games that are just – I'm not even excited to see the Chiefs play. And that's my team because I just don't that, – that's going to be – that's just not – the Chargers just don't have offense. They could barely put up, what, 16 points. And you see what Baker Mayfield did against the same defense on a short week. And the Chargers had all offseason to prepare for this. The team that had the number one draft pick and you could only put up 16 points. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too excited about that one. I'm gonna watch it because I'm a fan, but I'm just. I'm not expecting too much out of it. That but. could. That could be a game that could turn around and bite y'all. Um, but I want to get to that. But first, let's roll through this week. Uh, let's let's get our product our predictions going. A new segment I'd like to introduce called Keon's Calls, where we go through, and uh, I'll tell you my predictions for this week. So we are in the second week. Of the 2020 NFL season, welcome to Keon's Calls. Uh, we're going to start this out with the Atlanta Falcons versus Dallas. 
I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys to pull out with the win here. Here's why. I think coming off of the loss against the Rams, I don't hold that against Dallas because let's truthfully be honest, damn near everybody in the NFC West is a playoff team at this point. Um, especially, especially the Rams who are just in a Super Bowl. So you got to really look at them. I think that roster is going to be that's going to be one of the they're going to rival for the top. I think honestly the NFC West is really coming down between Seattle and possibly either the Rams or the 49ers, but I don't really count that loss that the Cowboys suffered last week truly against them, especially missing some of their interior uh line guys. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys on that one. Who do you got? Yeah, I got the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys by uh, are we doing scores or do we just think who's going to win? Yeah, we're just going to do who's going to win. Yeah, I got that Cowboy. I say by touchdown and a close one, but a touchdown. Oh, we're going to get to the point to where we start doing the uh, the spreads, but they're going to have to pay us first. They're going to have <laughs> But uh, moving on, we have the Detroit Lions at Green Bay. I'm going to tell you before I give my, my pick here. Um, to everybody that's listening in and that has that plays fantasy football and has a, a team going on or multiple teams like myself, if you have Aaron Rodgers as your as a quarterback on your roster, now is the time to start him. I got Green Bay, and I'm gonna say by a lot. I'm not even gonna put a number behind it. Um, I think this is gonna be one of those seasons where Green Bay comes out the gate firing on all cylinders. Uh, it's going to be just like how it was a couple of years ago when Green Bay was one of the last teams to go unbeaten. I feel like that's going to somewhat be their fate here, especially against the Detroit Lions, who I don't believe in any way, shape, or form are ready to combat what Green Bay is doing over there. Who do you have, my guy? Just agree with you. Uh, Packers in a – well, I'm not going to say a lot because I think – uh, the, the Matthew Stafford and the Lions can stick with him a little bit and a little bit of a shootout, but I got the Packers pulling away late. I definitely feel you there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee. I have Tennessee. I think this is going to be one of those games that is going to be I think Ryan Tannehill is really about to get into the swing of things. I'm, I've am i been a firm believer of Ryan Tannehill before he even came to Tennessee. Felt like he was a good quarterback, just in the wrong system, and we saw that. I think this is going to be the game that is going to truly separate the Tennessee Titans from teams amongst that level. And when I say amongst that level, there's a lot of I feel like there's a handful of teams in the league that are good teams that most people really don't pay attention to. I think this is going to be one of those games where you're going to see Tannehill dink and dunk down the field. But you're going to have Derrick Henry in the backfield running amok and beating up these these lines. I think the Tennessee Titans are going to pull away with the win here. Who do you got, my guy? I just agreeing with you again. I got Jacksonville. Just too good. I think they're just going to – not Jacksonville. Sorry. Tennessee. Tennessee. 
I got tendencies just uh just grounding and pounding tiring out the Jacksonville the weak Jacksonville defense. Next game, Minnesota at Indianapolis. I think this is going to be a very interesting game. I feel like this could be a game where it can go one way or the other. Um I'm going to pick the Colts. Uh actually yeah, I'm going to pick the Colts. Phillip Rivers, I think he's starting to get into the swing. Hopefully he's starting to get into the swing of this team. Coming in from last week's loss. I think this could be the game that they could really get – they could start to gel. Because, yet again, there's been a lot of moves made over this past off season that a lot of people – haven't really had the chance to become more cohesive with one another through the pandemic. And I like Phillip Rivers, man. I really do. And I can, I feel like in close games like this, where it's a close call, you can count on Phillip Rivers to make his presence be known. I'm going to take the Colts in this one. I got, I actually got Minnesota. Um, because it's, uh, I don't, Philip Rivers got, I got to see a game, a full game, a full good game from Philip Rivers because he got benched last week with Jacoby Brissett. Then he got put back in because Jacoby Brissett couldn't do anything either. So I just don't see, even though the Vikings have a weak secondary, they still have a good front seven. And I just think they're, I just think they're a better team here. And a better team prevails. I definitely feel you there. Um, Moving on, Buffalo at Miami. I'm uh, I'm playing a guy in fantasy who has uh, Josh Allen, and I need y'all to pray for my fantasy team because he might light me up. I don't think this is going to be close at all, like under no circumstances. I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to even attempt to be manageable. I I really see I see this being at least a four point game. Or like, like four touchdowns, four points. Yeah, three, three, four touchdown. My bad, not four points. Um, who do you have, my guy? I agree with you. And then, well, I'm I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say three or four. I'm gonna say because the Dolphins do have a, a decent defense, but like, yeah, no. See, I see at least two touchdown game, and then can we just skip over Forty Niners and Jets too? Can we just? <laughs> There's gonna be a blowout. Can we just? Oh man! You know, I got a guy in my uh, fantasy team who got uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he he hit everybody, and he was like, "Expect me to walk away with thirty-five to forty points this week in fantasy," and I was like, "Oh, thank God, I'm not playing you. Thank God, I would be pissed most definitely." Uh, I was actually going to jump to – give me a second, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah, the 49ers are going – I'll say that's a three – at least a three-touchdown game. 49ers is just too good. Uh, 49ers, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one. Uh, you know, this is going to be – one of those games that I think Sam Darnold is going to lose. But 
I think it all matters about how he loses. Does that make sense? Yeah, does he look good? Like, does he look like Joe Burrow? Like, it's a difference if you lose your game and it's moderately close. Like, then we can debate, all right, well, you tried, you came out here, you gave it your all. But losing and getting blown out, right, that's that's going to be where the biggest number – that's where it's going to be like, all right, well, what happened here? And that's when you go back, you watch film, okay, blown coverage, linebacker came in, blown coverage, you know, because that, that offensive line for the Jets is not strong like that. And with the defensive line – of the 49ers, you need as much protection as you can possibly get, especially from guys like Nick Bosa. You, you want to be protected, you know. It's kind of like Allstate. Are you in good hands? Like, you want to make sure. But moving on, New York Giants are facing off against the Detroit – or not Detroit, sorry, against the Chicago Bears – I got New York. I think this is going to be – and before I give my take, I want to start out by saying Khalil Mack is questionable. And I say that because Khalil Mack has a lot to do with where I'm going with this. So in a situation where Khalil Mack doesn't play, I would pick the Giants to win. Uh, Their biggest defensive threat is Khalil Mack. You're telling me he's not playing – then you're telling me that Daniel Jones is really going to be in the pocket and not really have the pressure on him nowhere near as he would if Khalil Mack was playing because they would be just sending blitz blitz packages and then it's a foot race at that point. Um, Also, Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think you built like that, big fella. I don't think you can pull away with two wins back-to-back. Now, you can prove me wrong. This is definitely the time to. Do I think you will? Not at all. Not at all. I think this is going to be one of the games where the Giants' defense turns out. I'm going to say at least three to possibly. Giants' defense is getting at least three sacks on this guy, like without a shadow of a doubt. I think this is going to be a star-studded defensive game. Um, Whoever's teams can, whoever's team can really hold out and cause more turnovers and is really going to pull away with this. I do think it's going to be the New York Giants. I do think week two, it's going to give them time, especially with Joe Judge, you know, the new head coach in, with Jason Garrett as our offensive coordinator. I do think it's going to be extremely different. I do think they're going to come in with a more rejuvenated sense of everything. Because yet again, draft happened corona people haven't really been practicing like this like no real contact no preseason and a lot of the kinks to teams is really worked out during preseason so yet again the early stages of the season is going to be mostly sloppy ball but i do think the new york giants are going to come away with the win here who do you got my guy Take everything you just said and mm-hmm. flip it to the Giants. I don't like um, 
like you said, you got Cleo Mack questionable, but you still have one of the best, I'd say, top five secondaries in the league. You have Eddie Jackson. You have uh, Kyle Fuller. You have studs in the secondary for the for the Bears. And you still got a good. You still have a, a solid, good defense. I, I I I would take that defense over the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And you see, Dan Jones struggled against the Steelers defense. Uh, Dan Jones still makes too many mistakes for, for me to be comfortable with him with a good defense like that. Like they were in the game against the the Bears, not the Bears. They were in the game against the Steelers, and Dan Jones in the red zone, not even in the red zone, in the between the ten yard line. All he had to do was just throw the ball away, live, just live to play another down. At least get three out of the situation. He tried to make a dumb pass and didn't feel the the rusher on his hip. Ball gets tipped. That's pretty much the game right there. So, like you say, I don't, you don't see Trubisky. I don't, I don't believe in Daniel Jones at all. I don't like what I'm seeing from him. So I got the Bears. I got the Bears by uh, seven. I got him by touchdown. I'm telling you, man. I think this is gonna be it's gonna be a very good game because I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is is he's not built to last. And um, I know that sounds harsh, but if I was wrong, Nick Foles wouldn't be over there auditioning to take his spot. And this is gonna be one of the games that's truthfully gonna make or break it. Either he's gonna be able to come out and ball, or he won't. And I think it's going to be very interesting noon game. I'm going I'm to tell you this for a person who's a Giants fan living in Texas and the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants are playing at the same time. I'm surprised that I'm going to be able to watch both of these games because usually when both of these teams play at the same time, it's only the Dallas Cowboys that get coverage. So thank you, you verse moving on. We have the Los Angeles Rams at Philadelphia facing off against the Philadelphia Eagles at home. I'm going to go for the Rams, and it's mostly of what I saw against, against the Washington football team, right? The team with no name, right? I understand, right, week one, trying to get adjusted, trying to get used to being on the field again. But eight sacks on your quarterback, who, mind you, I think is injury prone. So a guy who has a history of getting injured gets hit eight times in a game. I've only done that in Madden. I've, uh, you really don't hear about a quarterback getting sacked eight times in a game, let alone having a good game while getting sacked eight times. And that's against the Washington football team. Guys like Aaron Darnold, all I'm going to say is, is this. If Aaron Darnold can get an open field tackle on Carson Wentz, I could do damage. And that's just the defense. That's not in, that's just the front four. We ain't even gonna talk about Jalen Ramsey that's that's over here lurking in the lurking in the backfield. 
I don't believe that Philadelphia is really prepared as defense. From a second de- from a wide receiving aspect, I don't think they're really prepared for what the Rams have going on over there. That's just them. We're not even going to talk about the offense. We're not even going to talk about how Jared Goff is tearing it up. I don't think this is going to be a close game. I don't. Realistically, I'm going to say this is going to be at least anywhere between a 10 to possibly a 20-point game. Because if you struggled that hard against the Washington football team, nobody can make me believe that you're going to be ready to go to play the Rams. Yet again, just like said earlier, damn near everybody in the NFC West is a playoff team. If you pull them out of their squad and put them in different divisions, damn near everybody in that division is a playoff team. So who do you got, my guy? That's bold. And I disagree with you. I got a, I had a close game, actually, because even though Philly looked bad last week, they were hurt. A lot of their – they had two linemen, I think, out. Miles Sanders was out. So when they got the big lead, they didn't have a running back to milk the game away. But they get Miles Sanders back. They get some old linemen back. Uh, I still got the Rams. But I got the Rams in, like, a three-point game again. I don't see it being a blowout. I see Philly at home. Damn, because Philly is a good team. I'm, people are trying to. Do oh that. yes, they they are a good team. I just don't think that they they showed it, and I think that they're extremely banged up on the offensive line side. You didn't have Lane uh, Johnson in there, and you're about to play Aaron Darnold. One of yeah, them. but Lane Lane Johnson is coming back. Like I said, Miles Sanders is coming oh, back. Oh, so have okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they're getting mommy back. They getting they're getting healthier. Uh, the Simmons, I think Alshon Jeffrey's not going to play, but then uh, I got a close game. I, I got like, I got the Rams by three. Uh, but I I really got to pick them. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles won by three. So I just got the Rams because I think the Rams are a better team, but it's not going to be. I don't see it being a blowout. I, yeah. Moving on, we have Denver at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Denver, you 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 battled hard against Tennessee and gave the game away. Pittsburgh is not going to do that. They're going to come out scoring. They're going to come out firing on all cylinders. That defense is going to put you in positions to force you to make mistakes. And with a young quarterback like Drew Locke, a really unestablished offensive squad outside of Phillip Lindsay, oh, he's hurt. Um, don't necessarily have much faith in this team against in this matchup. I don't think it's going to be close. This is this is. I mean, I'm I'm just telling you games. I don't think they're going to be close. But I'm I'm definitely t- picking Pittsburgh to win this. Who do you yeah, have? I got Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh by two touchdowns. Um, the Broncos just didn't look good. The game Monday night was just a snooze fest. Like I turned the game off. Um, I don't. I don't see Pittsburgh. I see Pittsburgh at least by two touchdowns. Washington football team, the team with no name, versus the air. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump that. Carolina Panthers at Tampa Bay. I got Tampa Bay. 
I think this is going to be one of those games where Tom truly just steps into the force. He steps into the uh, – he's going to step into the throw of this game. And I think this is – well, you know, my thing is, is with Tom Brady, we all know how he goes when it comes to games after losses. It's usually one of his better games. And week two of this team, week two of their gelling with each other and getting ready to go when it comes to the beginning of the season, I just don't see – I don't see them messing this up. Like a lot of – I feel like a lot would have to go wrong. I feel like it's a clear mismatch, a mix – I can't even I can't even speak mismatch in this in this game between the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got Tampa. Who do you got, my guy? Yeah, I got Tampa too. Uh, I had Tampa too. No yeah. pun intended. Tampa <laughs> two defense. Yeah, but no, I got uh, I got yeah, I got Tampa. I got Tampa by a lot. They're favored by eight and a half. No, I, I won't say a lot because I think the Panthers are gonna uh, try to control the clock as much as they can. With Christian McCaffrey on the ground and Teddy Bridgewater, which is very good at doing that. So I got a closer game than a lot of people would expect just because of the way the Carolina uh, plays. But, yeah, I got the better team. I got uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay by what, if you don't mind me asking? I'm not trying to do, like, a weird odd number. I would say five or six. Five or six? It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound weird. All right, so, boom. I'm trying to just get this going right here. We'll say six, boom. Washington football team, the team with no name, versus Arizona. Yet again, back to fantasy football. If you have Kyler Murray on your team, or you have DeAndre Hopkins or Kenyon Drake. Now is the time to start these people. Because truthfully, I feel like if Kyler Murray's not running it, Kenyon Drake isn't running it, the ball's going straight to D-Hop. I don't think this is going to be close yet again. I has Dwayne Haskins, I feel like he's starting to come into his own, right? I think he's starting to make – Good advancements, but I I see Arizona walking away with the W here. Who do you have, my guy? Yeah, I got Arizona too, but the, the key to the game for me is if Washington can show that last week wasn't a fluke against a, a struggling offensive line. If they can get pressure on Kyler Murray and get a couple of hits on them, I think Washington has a chance because they can keep it close like they did last week. I don't think they – if if they can get pressure on Kyler Murray from the first kickoff, first position, and keep it close throughout the game, I think they can pull it out. But I just don't think it will happen. I don't think they get. I don't think they get eight sacks like they did last week. So I got Arizona. I got Arizona by seven. But I wouldn't be surprised if Washington pulls out the upset and goes two zero somehow, some way. And remains in first place in the NFC East. All righty. We're going to skip over. Matter of fact, yeah, let me go ahead and get that number real quick. KC 
right? What do you think? What do you think the differential is gonna be? Mm, fourteen. All right, put you down for fourteen. Baltimore at Houston. I am going Baltimore. Week two. Lamar looking as good as ever. Houston, we've seen already that they're a good team, but can they truly be able to keep up with some of the big dogs of the AFC, such as your, you know, your KCs, your your Baltimore's? I mean, shoot, even the Patriots. And I, I'm throwing the. Uh, I'm throwing the the Buffalo Bills in there now. I don't know. I think this is going to be a moderately close game. I'll say 10 points. I'll say 10, maybe, maybe, maybe two touchdowns, Max. Max. But I got Baltimore. Who do you got, my guy? I got Baltimore big. I got him 21. If you remember the. Chiefs versus Texans, the game was supposed to be a blowout, uh, but the Texans got some garbage time touchdowns to make it look closer. It was like 34 to what was the final? It was 34 to 20. Oh yeah, it was 34 to 7. 31 to 7. It was a it was the game was over and then the Texans scored to make the score look better. So I got Baltimore by 21. Seattle or no New England facing off at against Seattle. I this is this is going to be a very difficult game. A lot of people would say the Patriots are the clear winner, and I highly disagree with that. Who? What people are those? They need. Your brain shaped. No, no. The reason why people say that is because of the history of Bill Belichick. And they're still thinking that, oh, well, Tom, they're, they're still thinking about the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady thing. And to those people, I don't see the Patriots taking their division this year. I see the Bills taking it. I see Seattle taking the NFC West. And and a division filled with playoff teams says a lot. I think this is going to be a game that they win. I see it being a close one. Possibly. But still see it yet again. I, I have Russell Wilson on my fantasy team. And I also have Chris Carson. I got some very difficult decisions to make at 11.50 a.m. later on today or tomorrow before game time comes. So for me, right, all of that said, I'm taking – not only am I taking Seattle, I'm considering starting Russell Wilson because, mind you, I want everybody to be clear on this that is thinking that the Patriots are just going to automatically come in and win this game, eight of their starters opted out. You only have 11 people on the field at one side of the ball. And eight of those people have opted out. 
Let's keep that in mind. I think that Seattle wins this. Who do you have, my guy? They got Seattle winning just because they're a better team, but this I think this game either goes one or two ways, no in between. New England keeps it close uh, by using Cam's legs and arms more than his arm more than they did last week. Uh, or I just have Cam struggling. Who's where is this game at? Since Seattle, I don't know if fans are going to be there. Uh, but I either have Cam doing good and staying with Seattle. I said Seattle winning either scenario. But I got Seattle in a close one because Cam keeps it close or Cam struggles and Seattle wins in a blowout. I'll be safe. I'll say I'll say Seattle with uh, I'll say about 13 max. Uh, no, I'll say 10. I'll say 10. Are you putting down my 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 score? Uh, what's, the, what what score do you think? Uh, I have. I well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go safe. My safe. I got Seattle with five with five points. Okay. And... Now now going back to your Chiefs and Chargers, when I said it was a blowout, and you said it could be a trap game. I should kind of see where you're coming from because <laughs> you see what I'm saying. Because this could be the game that they look at and think, you know what. It's the Chargers. We're not really even going to take the series. Well, not even that. Not even that. Because next week they play Baltimore in Baltimore. I think for the first time in the, the yeah, the first time in the Lamar Mahomes era. They're looking at playing Baltimore in Baltimore. So on Monday night, prime time. So, I mean, like you said, they're looking at the Chargers. I'm looking at the Chargers like you're weak. You're the Chargers. I'm not afraid of you anymore. Uh even though there was nothing ever to be afraid of the Chargers. They're a good team, but there was nothing ever. You don't look at the Chargers like, oh, they can, they can beat us and go to the Super Bowl or something like that. No, nah, I never did. I kind of did a couple years ago, but after that, no. And then now, definitely not. We're only putting up 14, only putting up 16 points against the Bengals. But like you said, it's the Chargers. It's in L.A., even though I don't think that has to do with it. They don't ever have a home field advantage. But maybe, um, like you said, they overlook them and then they look at Baltimore. And then that's how trap games work. Even if, though it's early in the season and you really shouldn't have a trap game uh, because it's like, it's early in the season and you, you playing, you're just filling out the schedule. But it could be, like I said, I, don't, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see Mahomes ever looking at ahead of opponent. Uh, until it's a blowout and the game is over. I just don't see it. I but I going back to it, like I said, I see what you're saying about how it could be a trap game and how LA could come away with the victory and an upset. And then for Monday night New Orleans at the uh Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders I have New Orleans. I'm gonna say by a lot. Uh, this is this could possibly be like a 17 point game, possibly even 20. I don't think it's gonna be close. Who do you have, my guy? Uh, if I said that Saints win either way, but if Michael Thomas doesn't play. 
I, I still got to blow out either way anyway. But if Michael Thomas doesn't play, for fantasy people, I have Alvin Kamara going for 200-plus and three total touchdowns. Hold on. Let me write that down. 200-plus yards and two touchdowns? Three total touchdowns. Maybe one reception. One receiving, two rushing, or right, flip it. It doesn't matter. He's going to get three touchdowns. I got I got Alvin Kamara on my fantasy as well. You know, I'm loaded. I'm lo- my fantasy team is loaded. At the end of once once we get halfway through the season, well, I'm gonna just drop my my record. Um, I'm I, week one beat the team by 35 points. So yeah, damage. Uh, so we're gonna go back up. We're gonna go back up to what was what did you say the differential? You think the differential will be for the KC Chargers game? Uh fourteen. I have fourteen. Okay. And for the Washington Reds or let's see, the Washington football team versus Arizona? Uh five. Arizona. I'm gonna say thirteen on that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fourteen on that one. And you said five. Boom. Tampa, Carolina. Uh, seven touchdown. I'll say seventeen. I don't. I don't think that's going to be close. I don't know. It just be some of these games, bro. I just feel like it's just going to be a quick separation. Denver hit seventeen. Ah. Yeah. At least 17. That's yeah. on the low end. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you on that one. Buffalo, Miami, we're going to say everything. Yeah, 20, <laughs> 28. <laughs> All of it. No, nah, but 28 points. Yeah, I agree with that. Giants and oh, see, I'm gonna say two touch. Uh, I'm gonna say ten points. I'm gonna say ten points. I got, I got six going towards uh, Chicago. Of course you do. Uh, Rams, Philly. Yeah, uh, four. I'm gonna say fourteen. I'm gonna say thirteen to be safe. Who do you got for uh, Rams and Philly? I got Rams by three. Basically, a pick one. Oh, okay. Forty Niners Jets. I think twenty four. Ah, I'll say so. Ah, uh, ooh. They might get a touchdown. 
I'm going to say 17, just to be safe. 24. Minnesota Colts. Uh, Minnesota by touchdown. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think that's going to be a moderately close one. And we have a few more. Uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Tennessee by 14. I'm going to agree with you on that one. For those of y'all who don't know, that is the Denton train that is literally heard all throughout the entire city of Denton. No matter how close it is to you and you're asleep, you're going to stay asleep. (laughs) Uh, Detroit Green Bay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 14 points. No, no, I'm going to say 17. I'm going to say 17. Hmm. I'm going to go with I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm going to go with 13. Okay. Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas by six. I'll go 13. So, boom. So yet again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you yet again for tuning in to the Keon Kendrick podcast. I'm just playing. Y'all need to check that out, though. Seriously, check out Keon Kendrick podcast dropping soon. My guy, my guy, I hope your Kansas City Chiefs put in work. Got a buddy of mine who's playing against Patrick Mahomes and Sammy Watkins. Yes. Fantasy football fans, it's about to get serious. These games is about to go crazy. Be, be prepared for the numbers to go off. Be prepared for the numbers to go off. Dog, I'm so happy football season is back. Like, man. You got anything to add before we close out of here, my guy? Next week, I got my team losing. Oh, y'all be on the lookout. Y'all be on the lookout. But yet again, I appreciate you for joining me. Yet again, this is a new segment called Keon's Calls. Where we break down the upcoming schedule, the upcoming games of the week. It's going to definitely be back next week. But I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate you for coming on and, and being here with me, my guy. Appreciate you for having me. Man, New York, don't let me down. Shout out to the Yankees. Shout out to the Yankees, smacking teams, making it look like football scores. Jesus.
Uh, feels good to have sports back. It feels good to have football back. And to the fantasy football fans and participants, oh, it's time to run up them numbers, baby. It's time to run them up. My roster's going to look crazy this week. And stay tuned, audience. Definitely, yet again, peep, peep the picks. Atlanta versus Cowboys, we both got Dallas. Detroit versus Green Bay, we both got Green Bay. Hold on. Oh, forgot to add you on that one right there. Boop. Jacksonville at Tennessee, we both got Tennessee. Minnesota versus the Colts. I got the Colts. You you got Minnesota. We both got San Fran versus the Jets. We both got the Rams versus Philly. I got the Giants versus Chicago. You took Chicago. We both got Buffalo versus Miami. We both got Denver versus Pitt. Uh, Carolina versus Tampa. We both rolling with Tampa. Washington versus Arizona. We both got Arizona. KC versus the uh, Chargers. We both got KC. Baltimore versus Houston or Baltimore at Houston. We both got Baltimore Patriots at Seattle. We both got Seattle Monday night, New Orleans at the Raiders. We both got New Orleans. Those are our picks. I'm going to be posting these numbers. I'm going to be posting this picture we're going to come back next week, see how right we are, see how wrong we are. But yet again, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank the listeners, and I appreciate every single one of y'all. The last word. <laughs>